0: this episode has been brought to you by made with rage made with rage is a black british owned etsy store selling harry potter and star wars face masks perfect for this current times swimwear bags and loads more all products have been handmade with love and care and bespoke requests are welcome to find out more click on the link in the description or visit etsy.com slash made with rage zero you said you'd come now let hope you're not too late. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Wulong Talks podcast. My name is Jason. I am the host of the show and I hope you all are doing well and staying safe. I'm real sorry we haven't been able to record a lot recently. Unfortunately, as tends to happen, life takes over and you find yourself with your hands full of loads of different things. Um, And unfortunately, yeah, we've just been left in a position where we haven't been able to record much at all. But... We are coming back, um, and we will be back very soon, so stay tight, uh, we will be back recording some stuff together, uh, it's just gonna be me on this one today, and it's just kind of a quick update really, just to let you know what's happening and what kind of things I've been doing, and to give you some, uh, non-spoiler thoughts on some ancient stuff that you've probably already seen already anyway, so yeah, I'm probably not changing <laughs> or reinventing the wheel much, um, with my opinions on these things, but hey-ho, um, yeah, so as I said we will be back uh, shortly doing these things. But anyway, I hope you're good. Uh, if it's your first time listening to us, uh, welcome. Uh, where the hell you been? <laughs> Usually joined by him. Uh, rich Kid. Unfortunately he's not able to make it on this recording today but as said we will be back again recording together very very soon. What we do on Wulong Talks is we review movies, comic books video games, TV shows and have pop culture discussions and things like that as well so uh, what we'll be doing on this short episode here is I'm going to uh, give you some non-spoiler thoughts on the movie The Batman um, which I'm sure everybody has seen by now has said but I'll give you my thoughts anyway Uh, I'm going to update you on Shiro's uh, with the latest episode of Shiro's And for those of you who've been following that, again, apologies I haven't been able to keep that up with you But I've got another edition and a recommendation for you So I'll be making that on this recording And I'll give you some thoughts on the TV series Moon Knight as well And how that's been going and uh, what's been happening with that So um, without further ado, let's dive straight in so, uh, I've been checking out a few different movies uh, recently, um, one of which is uh, the movie The Batman. Uh, I actually got to see it on release day, but as I said, I've just been so busy doing many, many other things that I just haven't had time to actually sit down and record and you know give you my thoughts on this stuff. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a, a pain trying to put this stuff together. But, um, yeah, I did actually see The Batman when it came out. Uh, my overall verdict was I really really enjoyed it um I really did i I think it's probably one memory for me um you know, I really enjoyed it on on a number of different levels. uh the key things that I enjoyed apart from kind of the main performances, which are all great. Robert Pattinson's great. Um, I didn't really have any doubts about him because, you know, he's really gone some way to show that he's a very talented actor and has incredible range. Um, And, you know, so I had no real worries about him in in the role, even though he may not necessarily be the kind of traditional choice for somebody to play Bruce Wayne. I thought he was pretty good. Um, Zoe Kravitz has seen a Carl, excellent. She was just like... The complete embodiment of Selena Kyle for me personally, um, I would say she is pretty much neck and neck with Michelle Pfeiffer. Even though their their Catwoman are are different um, in terms of the the level of performance you get out of the, of uh, Zoe Kravitz, I'd I'd say it's on a par with what Michelle Pfeiffer does really in uh, Batman Returns so yeah I really really was impressed with her and and, uh, what happens with her. Um, Colin Farrell again fantastic as the Penguin completely unrecognisable obviously having a whale of a time with that character and um, yeah he's just (laughs) he alone is to be honest is worth watching the movie for he's just a, a lot of fun. Um, And, yeah, everybody else is just terrific. Uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler was, again, not a choice I would necessarily have made myself. But having seen what this movie does with the character of the Riddler and how it's presented and the the direction they go in, he's actually a perfect fit. So, um, you know, he he pretty much kills it. So, yeah, he, he blew me away for sure. Uh, and yeah I mean everybody else is is fantastic Uh, I really loved the the story I love the fact that we actually get like a Batman detective story in a movie you know for so long we hear that Batman is the world's greatest detective and we never see any evidence of it because in movies it's generally focused on him beating people up and showing off his gadgets Um, but you actually get a mystery here for him to solve and what I love is that he actually makes mistakes whilst trying to solve the the, the mystery as well, which shows kind of his inexperience in, in the role. Um, and it's just great the, the way that, you know, that kind of mystery sort of plays out and, and how the, the methodical steps he has to take in order to resolve the... The um the the problem and to to catch the culprit, so you know that was really really important for me to to see that. Um, what else did I like? Uh, the aesthetic of it was great. You know, they they really did a fantastic job with the production design on the movie as well. Um, there was really a lot of effort you could see put into kind of establishing. This world And to making sure this world is a place That that looks and feels like a real city Um, And it does It it does feel like a a real city Sometimes with some Batman movies Gotham is presented in a very kind of uh, Very cartoonish way And whilst that has its place It's kind of not what I uh, envisage Gotham to be in my head, I I imagine it to be a real living, breathing city, and this movie goes some way to make it feel like it's a real city, a real living, breathing city with, you know, real people in there um, and it's quite interesting, you know, kind of the, the, the issues that it touches upon without really diving into it, it goes um, it deals quite a lot with uh, poverty and wealth inequality, and and the differences between the haves and the have-nots, and and what responsibilities uh, those who have, you know, access to wealth have to th- the wider citizens of the city um, And and that was kind of interesting. I'd like to see that kind of explored more in any future sequels uh, that that we get, if we get any future sequels. I mean, I'm assuming it, that we will because it did pretty well, but. Um, something like that I think I would like to see going forward um, introduced into uh, other Batman movies and it would be interesting to see how those themes kind of kind of play out and stuff as well um but yeah otherwise the action sequences were great you know really well done um really well managed sorry if you can hear a siren going past its it's Good Friday and people are getting smashed so <laughs> so apologies um but yeah the you know, the the special effects are well done. The action set pieces are, are well done. Um, my only minor gripe with it is that I kind of felt like it felt a little bit like the final act, the third act and final act were a bit tacked on at the end. Um, for me, I would have liked it. It felt like it the, the movie met a natural progression um, after a certain point. And, you know, had reached an actual ending and and that was an effective ending for me. Um but then suddenly there was another thirty minutes to go because, you know, there's further events that, that that are added to the story and as said it. They just kind of felt a bit tacked on and a little bit kind of stretching it a bit in terms of um in terms of where the story was, it was going, and, and, and what they were doing with it, and what they were doing with the characters, it, it just kind of felt a little bit excessive to me to have uh, that extra kind of uh, bit of, of plot on at the end. But otherwise, that would really be my only gripe. I didn't really come out of there. I went in with very low expectations. I'll be honest. Um, I, you know, I said I had no issues with. Um, any of the casting choices that were made And uh, Matt Reeves is, is A really capable director uh, I'm a big fan of the work he did With um, The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes Franchise and, and the Planet of the Apes Franchise in general um, And his, his work on Cloverfield And stuff as well so um, You know I had no worries about him kind of dealing with the material and and, and, um, and crafting a Batman story that, that people would love uh, as said it just felt a little bit like the, the ending was maybe tacked on um, and, and a bit longer than it needed to be but otherwise um, I'm assuming you've all seen the Batman by now but if you haven't uh, go and check it out in uh, your local cinema um, it's definitely worth seeing on the big screen I would say uh, it really is a big screen experience it has a big screen feel to it um that you won't get when you're watching it at home so uh definitely check it out at the cinema where you can if you haven't done so already right i'm gonna go and grab some water and i'll be back with some more after this and we're back All right, thanks a lot for sticking around. Uh, This part of the episode, I'm going to do a Shiro's recommendation. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, um, what we're doing at the moment is we're recommending some movies that are led by women, particularly action movies. doesn't have to strictly be action movies, but um, any kind of like genre movie that, that you generally wouldn't see women leading in, so action movies it tends to be at the moment so far, um, that's what we're recommending at the moment. So the first couple that I've done are already available on the podcast feed, so if you want to check those out, go ahead. But uh, today I'm adding another recommendation for you, and that is the classic exploitation movie, Foxy Brown. Uh, this is a movie starring Pam Greer and written and directed by Legend of the exploitation Era. Jack Hill Um, and this movie is just all kinds of dope basically. Uh, The the storyline is that um, uh, Pam Grier plays uh, a character called Foxy who is um, basically just somebody who's like super street wise and super tough (laughs) essentially when you meet her Um, and she is uh, currently dating a, a guy who is working undercover for the police uh, or was working undercover for the police in uh, a big drug bust that they were involved in of a, a big consortium that were moving drugs around the West Coast. Um, so her boyfriend went and underwent like kind of facial surgery to change his face and various different things. Um, and at the same time, you find out that her brother is also knee deep in the the drug business as well. Um, and he's trying to start out on his own and trying to invest in his own drug business basically. And, um, Foxy wants him to get out of it, but he's kind of addicted to that street life. So there's little chance that that's going to happen. Anyway, um, Forces, uh, forces kind of occur, and, and things happen that basically drive the boyfriend to be killed uh, by the the criminal consortium. So Foxy decides that she's taking revenge, and how she does that? Well, she does that via a, various different routes that are all rip-roaringly entertaining and thrilling and super painful (laughs) to watch um but this movie is just like it's so much fun man it really really is um you know those of you who who don't know this is one of the movies that kind of inspired uh Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown so um if you're a big fan of Jackie Brown and, and are interested in in you know, the kind of stylistic stylings and, and stylistic choices that Tarantino made around that movie. Um, this film is, was quite a heavy influence on that, uh, along with Elmo Leonard's novel, obviously. Um, but this movie did play a big part in, in that, and Jack Hill's work in general played a big part in, in kind of shaping how Tarantino makes his movies. So... Yeah, Foxy Brown kind of plays a, a big part of that. It's the seminal kind of exploitation movie as well. It's one of those that really represents the best of the genre alongside Shaft and Superfly and Coffee. It, it really is one of those that, that stands out as one of the, the better um, examples of the genre. It's got some really, really... Brilliant, kind of brilliant fight scenes. There's one in particular that takes place in a lesbian bar, and it's just it needs to be seen to be believed. So, um, <laughs> so definitely go and watch that. Um, what I will say is, it does have some spicy language in there. There's some N words with the hardy R ER and um, some F bombs that would be offensive to people who are gay. Um, so, you know, kind of be aware that that is is coming in in this movie. Um, Obviously, it's a product of its time. So, you know, you kind of expect these, these things to, to happen within these types of movies. But just so you know, it's there. So, you know, bear that in mind when you're watching it. But it's got a real kind of revolutionary spirit. It really kind of taps into that sense of of the 70s kind of um uprising being an era of uprising for for many people um and you know it's infused with a lot of of kind of black power and black pride and there's references to the black panther party in there and um you know a real sense of understanding black socialism as well which is a a side of that era that you know doesn't get talked about enough in my opinion in uh, the present day but you know there's a real kind of focus on that too um, and the incredible thing about this movie as well is that it was made on a tiny budget of about I think $500,000 and ended up making like $4 million at the box office so it was a huge hit um, which is kind of why blaxploitation was, was such a popular genre for movie studios back in the day because you know these movies were cheap they could knock them together cheaply and they'd make money so You know, it's quite remarkable that it's done that. But um, as said, this is kind of really a fine example of of the the black exploitation genre and and kind of what it stands for. Uh, It's got an awesome soundtrack. Of course it has. Um, It's mostly recorded and performed by an artist named Willie Hatch, who was signed to Motown. Uh, Sort of late 60s uh, Well no he was kind of I think mid 70s Was when Willie Hatch was signed But um, yeah so he was Signed to Motown Records and he ended up doing Like quite a few uh, solo albums For Motown but also did a lot of Work on uh, or a lot of his music was, Was used in Uh, Various different blaxploitation movies as well. Um, So his work features a lot in Foxy Brown and um, yeah, it's really cool, man It's worth kind of checking it out uh, just for that to be honest And also uh, you got to look out as well for a cameo from Sid Haig um, The legendary Sid Haig. Uh, He has a cameo. It's only a small role, but he's just hilarious (laughs) absolutely hilarious (laughs) So, um, you know, it's worth seeing the movie as well Just for for Sid Haig's turn Because, yeah, it really is something else (laughs) But... Foxy Brown is definitely a movie I would uh, recommend for sheroes, for women-led action movies and thrillers. So you can check that out now. It's available on streaming. I was able to find it on uh, Amazon Prime, so it should be on there. Uh, But it's on a couple of other platforms as well. So you just basically need to Google Foxy Brown and you'll find it uh, and it will come up. Okay, uh, that's going to do it for me. I said I'm I was just going to keep this one short and sweet today, um, just because we haven't done anything in a little while, and I wanted to let you know what. I've been up to and what I've been doing but uh, stay tuned there will be more Shiro stuff coming soon so we'll have plenty more recommendations for you Um, and there'll be some more podcast recordings as well once um, me and Rich can settle down and and get into a pattern and stuff then we'll have some more stuff out there for you I know new moon night is popping off at the moment um, and we're definitely keen to talk about that so um, yeah we'll get that going as well but um, otherwise that's it for me thanks a lot for listening and I'll catch you on the other side. Peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> We can also be found as part of the Brickpod Scene Collective, and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters.